episode 236, Maxwell Finn, how to make and scale money online. Welcome, check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, former teacher and athlete, now turned lifestyle entrepreneur, best-selling author, keynote speaker, and host of the Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Every week I start it off with me, myself, and I and my thoughts on the week, and this is also accompanied by the brand new for 2017, Awaken Your Alpha TV on YouTube. So please do jump over there. Get to the podcast. I'm getting to it, Alan. As usual, please do head over to ayalpha.com to connect with the show, connect with me, and really get all the exclusive stuff and what it's all about. The easiest and most interactive way is men, please do head over to my completely free men's mastermind on Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha with ALW. That is really for any gentleman out there, or dudes, or guys, or whatever you want to call yourself, who resonate with the show and want to take it up a notch and actually have that interaction about all and everything that we cover on the show weekly. Um, that's where we're in there, where the, the actual guests are in that group. I'm in there daily, and that's where you can get all your questions answered and have some interaction and basically connect with like-minded individuals. And that's what it's really all about. It's the start of the Alliance of 2017. So please do jump over there. And as usual, please do share, review, like. Um, if, you ha- if you have been listening to this for a while and you haven't managed to get a chance to review it, please do. It makes a huge difference. I'd really appreciate that. And reach out to me, connect. I'd love to hear your story and what you're up to and what you're doing to make a difference and a change in yourself and in the world. Enjoy this week. Speak to you soon. And I look forward to sharing this week's guest. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Okay, we have a good one today. This should be very useful for anyone who's in business. We have Maxwell Finn on the line. He's an entrepreneur, Facebook marketing, email marketing, brand building. He's the co-founder of Quantum Media. He's the digital man at Kevin Harrington, which we're going to talk about as well. He's got years of experience creating hugely profitable Facebook ads, spending millions of dollars for both his clients and his own companies. He's a serial entrepreneur. He's launched, grown, and sold several companies, e-commerce brands, and venture-backed startups. So we're going to dig straight into it, uh, Maxwell. Are you ready to awaken your alpha today? Oh, I'm pumped. I'm ready. Good stuff. Good stuff. Is there anything you'd like to highlight or take away or add to your brief bio there? No, like I said, we were talking, you know, titles don't, don't mean much to me. So I just like helping people make money online. So whatever the title has to be for that is, is good. Awesome. So I want to jump straight to your origin story. Um, I know you're off to Vegas soon, so I, I'm glad this is one of the final things you're doing before you have a holiday <laughs> or vacation. It is, it is, yeah, so. um, yeah I'm, I'm in sunny Orlando, Florida right now. I'm actually not, not at the office. I'm at the home office, which is why it's a little bit of a mess. We're excited to go on a little, little vacation for, for a few days. It's the first vacation I've taken in a long time. What did you like want to be growing up? Was this <laughs> predetermined a long time ago? Or is this very random? Or tell me how you came from like A to B. Yeah, Fireman astronaut, scientist. Um, <laughs> Where did it go wrong, man? Where did it go <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't, couldn't pass the fireman tests or the police tests or anything. So I just decided to sell stuff online. Um, no, but in all seriousness, uh, I, I have a family background in entrepreneurship. So my grandpa was an entrepreneur. My dad was an entrepreneur. And I think it, it kind of runs in the family. It's, it's a lot easier to, uh, to take risks and be an entrepreneur when that's kind of all you know. So I think it, it's really tough to jump into being an entrepreneur if you don't understand that world and you haven't grown up in it because it's terrifying if you kind of look at it from the outside in or you'd have a distorted view of it 
the problem, we have a huge problem in education system because there's really no entrepreneurial education. There's nothing that's helping people kind of think outside the box and understand there's more than just like going to corporate life and working the same company for 40 years. And uh, there, there's things beyond that. It's like a long-term goal of mine is to have uh, impact on education and, and help bring more entrepreneurial education to uh, to middle school and high school. But I'm big into that. I used to be a teacher for sort of 10 years. And that's one of the reasons I got out because of the re restrictive curriculums. And when you're trying to do stuff that is a bit more useful and, you know, it's, it's very hard to make change from the inside. It uh, is. But, yeah. It's terrible. Um, See, so yeah, I mean, it, you know, pretty normal high school, college, I started getting more into kind of entrepreneurial ventures and, and, but, you know, senior out of, high, out of college, I reconnected with a friend of mine and he had an idea for a startup. He said, hey, thought of you, let, let's do this. And it was a great idea. I loved it and said, I'm going to do it. I don't want to go. I had two paths then. It was either go into management consulting or investment banking or startups. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to do the first one because it just would drive me insane. Um, <laughs> and so there was the idea and I, I fell in love with it and we raised a lot of money around it. It was a mobile app for uh, long tail influencers, native, native advertising on a mobile platform. And uh, it, it was a great experience. We raised several million dollars. We had about a 20 person team Whoa. at our peak. Um, so as like a first start out of college, we, we did a lot of things right and got lucky a lot, but we also made an insane amount of mistakes, um, <laughs> hired a ton of bad people. And out of that, I just got more and more passionate about direct response marketing and digital marketing e-commerce. And yeah. that just kind of became a natural evolution for me and something I'm, I've always been passionate about, you know, how can I sculpt a message and hit people at the right time with the right message, drive them to the right place to convince them to buy something. And that's always yeah. kind of fascinated me that yeah. like somebody a minute before had no intention to buy something. And now after seeing something, they decided to buy it. Like that just is a cool feeling and, and just the science behind that. And the psychology. Yeah. it's a cool superpower to have. Definitely. It is. Yeah. <laughs> And so that so, kind of led to where I'm today. When do you feel was like your awakening moment where you felt it might not have been with that f first company. It might have been more recently when you feel like you really hit your stride and this is your path. Almost like you, you said, help people sell cool, cool stuff online. I would say um, probably like two and a half, three years ago um, when I launched my first e-commerce store. And uh, so I have a, a fun e-commerce store called Startup Drugs that sells entrepreneurial themed apparel. Yeah, I know that. I know that. Yeah. That's yes. oh, cool. It is. It's um, it's been very cool seeing people at events that like wear the shirts and like just kind of watching and seeing like hey, yeah. that's uh that person's wearing my shirt, and um, and that was like my first kind of foray. And uh, yes, I'm more than happy to talk about startup drugs. I, I, <laughs> it's usually my podcast. I talk about them a lot when I'm when I'm talking to people. But um, yeah, I mean, that just when you get a little taste of, of success, not a, not a lot, you know, nothing huge, but like traction that validates that like, Hey, I might be onto something. Like I might be okay at this. Um, that really pushes you. Cause it's like, yeah. Hey, I, I got a few people to buy something. Like what if I just start pushing a little further and tweaking and, and learning a little more and getting more knowledge on the subject yeah. matter. And, and that just, I'm kind of OCD. So when I, when I find something that I'm really interested in, I kind of go all in on it yeah. and, and become obsessed with it. And luckily the thing that I became obsessed with is something that I also love doing and it, became a career for me awesome it's interesting you said that especially if it's set up right like something like you know clothing um if you can sell it to one person then in, in theory it's just a game of scaling if you can do it right and if that's yeah. your skill set you know game on so exactly. I suppose in terms of delving into that story uh, 
when did you have the idea for that? And it's such a compared market, something like t-shirts, you know, and cool t-shirts. Like, how do you think, what gave you a bit of an edge or tell me a little bit about the early days of that? Yeah, Startup Drugs is actually an idea that me and my, my first business partner, Nick Haas, who he was the one that came to me with our first business, the venture back business out of college, we came up with it towards the end of that company. And uh, we had just seen this like spur in, in interest in entrepreneurship. So like Silicon Valley was just coming out and there was this like influx of people that wanted to be entrepreneurs. Everybody wanted to be an entrepreneur. And, um, you know, it, people didn't really understand like just that it's not glamorous, you know, <laughs> you don't just start a company and then write big checks and move to Silicon Valley and, and life's great. Like it takes years and years and years of living on a couch and eating ramen and I will pay your bills to get to that point. And, um, and so I wanted to create a brand that kind of spoke to that and, and poked fun at it. I don't want to take it too seriously. So a lot of it is like sarcastic shirts. Yeah. Uh, some are more inspirational, but just like a, a lifestyle brand for genuine entrepreneurs. So, you know, there's 26 million entrepreneurs in the United States. Uh, that's the actually 27 million entrepreneurs. That's, <laughs> that's the last count. Yeah. And, um, you know, a majority of them aren't all in. And what I mean by that is like, it's super easy to have one foot in, one foot out. Yeah, I was there for a long time. Yeah, yeah, you keep the corporate job, you keep the stability, the safety, and then on nights you kind of do your side project. And, there, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Like, especially if you have a wife, family, the more obligations, the older you get, yeah. the harder it is to do it. Um, the problem is I've met very, very few people that have successfully built a company while being half and half. Um, typically it was, I forget what musician was talking about this, but it might've been Adam Levine or somebody it was on Howard Stern. He was yeah. talking about the fact that, you know, he was living on couches, never took another job. Like he knew that's what he was going to do. And he said, he doesn't know anybody from his personal life that was all in that didn't become successful at some point in what they were doing. He doesn't know a single person. He said, all the people that failed at some point, went half and half. They went back to the job. They kept the nine to five and then did gigs on the weekends. Yeah. But anybody that stayed all in for years and years and years and never took that safety net, they eventually became successful because you need to like, it's amazing what you can accomplish when you have necessity. like you need to do this. It's a necessity and and it's a pretty powerful thing. Awesome. So fast forward a little bit then. So how and when and like the involvement with Kevin Harrington, I think it's always interesting to talk to someone who gets involved with a, you know, an entrepreneur of that level. Yeah. How did that happen? It's cool, man. Like you were talking about before, um, like when finally clicked and when I kind of, you know, that, that. Well, this could be the time for my Yoda question. Who helped awaken <laughs> your outfit? So for me, I mean, the past year and a half has been, and specifically the last six months, probably been like the coolest period of my life um, because you know, I've been working for the last 10 years, 24 seven, not taking days off, not taking weekends, never taking a job. Every, every bill, rent, everything I've done, I had to earn that money personally, whether it was hustling and consulting, whether it was whatever it was, installing someone's pixels on the website, building their store, like month to month. Like that's how yeah. I lived ever since college, even before college. And, um, and the past six months or so, like I've gotten to a level now where the digital marketing community at like the top level is really, really small. And once you kind of get in the door a little bit, everything opens. And so I've gotten to have conversations with people over the last few months that literally a year ago, I was like looking up to them. I was like watching their podcast. 
podcast and buying their courses and like, Hey, I would love to just see this guy at an event. And now I'm on phone calls with them and talking to them as like a peer. And it, and it's really, really cool. And it's been the most rewarding thing, like the finances and the money, it's, it's totally relevant to me. It's like the connections and the ability to build relationships with people that are really, really smart and successful and to have that dialogue and be able to help them is, uh, is super rewarding. So for, for Kevin, my business partner and the CEO at Quantum, Jeremy Adams, he has a, another company, Prestige Food Trucks. That's one of the biggest food truck manufacturers in the country that he started at 23. Whoa. And he did a business pitch competition uh, like two years ago, I think. And Kevin was one of the judges and he won the competition for best new business of Florida and, and basically approached Kevin after and said, Hey, you know, I noticed you're, you're such a big deal. You know, you're the inventor of the infomercial. You're the first shark on Shark Tank. Um, but your digital presence isn't that great for, for how big you are, how big it yeah. should be. And he said, let me like help you. I don't want anything. I just want to help you. And it's hard to say no to that, right? I met Jeremy um, a little while after that. And we started continuing to provide more value to Kevin and helping him with more and more things with his email sequences, with his so organic social, with his lead generation. And eventually that morphed into, you know, Kevin saying, hey, well, I get a lot of deal flow and a lot of businesses that want to work with me. They all need digital. Um, like, let's form an agency together. And that's hard to turn down as well. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, and Quantum was the name of, of Kevin's first company that, um, you know, in the 80s that went public and um, made a lot of money. So it's kind of like a reincarnation for him yeah. of Quantum. But in the 21st century, it's been just a wild ride. We've, we've yeah. worked with a lot of really cool companies. We're now more of a hybrid where we're, we're doing our own products. We're doing our own businesses and putting our money where our mouth is because we actually spend our own money on our own ventures. Yeah. And tell us, I know recently you won an award. Tell us a little bit about that because I know it's not up in your f lovely office because you're at the home office ready to go on your vacation. We're, we're big ClickFunnels users and we're big fans of, of what Russell Brunson's done. And if you don't know Russell, you need to follow him. I mean, yeah, he's, he's agreed to an interview. I've just got to nail him down. Brilliant digital marketer and has built, in my opinion, the, the best platform for building funnels, um, all-in-one funnels. And so we've been ClickFunnels users for a while and ClickFunnels came with this brilliant idea to create an award called the Two Comma Club that they give every year to people that are ClickFunnels users that have a funnel that's in over a million dollars in, in sales. And so I think last count, they had 33,000 paying members on the yep. site. So 33,000 people building funnels. And I think the number was like 88 people in the two comic club. So it's a very small group that makes up a majority of the, um, the sales yeah. for, for funnels there. And we had a great president Trump collectible product that we launched at the right time that uh, <laughs> did really, really well. And, you know, we did, a little over $4 million in a very short span wow. of time. You know, our strategy right now is we build funnels around products that are either trending or kind of current event based. And then we build stores that underlie them. And so we have funnels that we drive direct response traffic to, and then we maximize the lifetime value of those um, customers by building out Shopify stores that we then have a lot more products on. Yeah. So Trump, for example, we built a ton of funnels for all Trump coins and bills and collectibles. But then we also have a site called PatriotProducts.us where we house everything. And that's where everyone kind of ends up. So that's our email marketing and our post-purchase retargeting. They end up on that hub. And that's where we maximize lifetime value. Yeah. Like I had a lady this morning actually place a, a $2,100 order on the site for Trump collectibles on mm -hmm. PatriotProducts.us. 
which is crazy. It's probably the biggest order I've seen on a single, <laughs> single Shopify site. Um, so yeah, it's like, that's kind of a go-to strategy for us. And it's worked really, really well with all of our products. Kevin Harrington, that, who helped awaken your alpha. I mean, and this could be someone you've met physically or not. It could just be someone that you uh, aspired to or looked up to. Is there anyone who springs to mind? Yeah, I mean, I would say Kevin has definitely been a mentor and yeah. he's been inspiration over the last, you know, two years for me. You know, my family, my, my dad and my grandpa are both entrepreneurs who I've have been mentors of mine since I've been a kid. There's a lot of like bigger people, bigger figures, right? Like seeing Elon Musk. Yeah. And, Mark, so, and some of these, these people that are like, Elon Musk for me is probably my like, number one, like hero. If you got a hero, just because yeah. he is... He doesn't need the thing about Elon, and I know we keep these. I don't want to like drag on too long because I want to provide more value to the people listening. But the thing that's amazing about him is, and what I truly uh, love is, he doesn't need to be doing any of this, and he's not doing it for money. Like all the things he's working on right now, SpaceX and Tesla and Solar City are all built around like solving real problems. Yeah, right. Like real problems, not like coming up with an app like for photos, right? Yeah. That doesn't actually fix or solve anything. It's just an iteration of something. Like he's helping colonize planets and helping solve our, you know, our fossil fuel crisis. And Not just bad, yeah. And that's what his focus is. His focus isn't on like making as much money as possible. What do you see is some of the, you know, I call them from England sort of schoolboy errors. What do you feel are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people who you might think, you know, are generally successful, or kind of got their head screwed on. And then from you at your level of this sort of thing, you're like, oh, they, they've slipped up there or they could have done that better. What are some of the key mistakes you see people do? Yeah, I mean, from, from a digital marketing standpoint, the, um, the biggest one that I see time and time again is people narrowing their focus on that initial sale. And so all of their resources, both capital and time, go into acquiring a customer. And, um, and the problem with this is that it's five times more expensive to acquire a customer as it is to sell to an existing customer. Mm-hmm. And so if all your money goes into acquiring customers on that initial sale, you're going to go out of business. Yeah. Uh, because it's, it's, it's so competitive right now on Facebook and on most of the platforms where people are buying media to acquire that customer. And unless you're selling a very high ticket, high margin product, like a mastermind, yeah. um, you're probably going to break even on that, that acquisition cost. Um, if you're really, really good and you're really dialed in, you might be profitable up front, but that, that's rare. Yeah. So um, if you're not focusing on upselling, cross-selling. And so it's almost like that hub you mentioned. If you didn't have that hub, say for the Donald Trump sort of product, if you didn't have that hub in the back end, you know, it wouldn't be nowhere near so profitable. Yeah, so exactly. So single product companies that are low price points, low margin, um, in competitive areas that don't have lifetime value plans in place. Like that's a very hard spot to be in right now. It's, it's really hard. And we see a lot of those companies that come to us and frankly, we kind of turn them down because it's, you know, I'd like to think that I'm, I'm pretty good at what I do. Yeah. Uh, but even I know there's some products that are just to do digitally and to do with paid media. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really yeah. tough to uh, be profitable. What are some of the top kind of advice would you give to people to not just avoid that but actually to try and you know maybe not get the award of the the double comma club but like have some success yeah so the if you look at the most successful like e-commerce brands right now not even e-commerce most successful brands you look at a company like casper mattress right um 
you know, or Pure Vita bracelets or charity, yeah. or the, you know, these companies you hear about all the time, you know, their initial focus was building a really loyal community and a, a loyal fan base yeah. by providing value, by exchanging content, by not constantly selling to them. Um, and I think that, again, going back to a mistake people make is it's sell, 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 right? Yeah. A lot of the, the interaction between uh, buyer and seller is, you know, buy my stuff. Mm. And it's like when you go to networking events and it feels like it's exhausting because it, it's the same thing. Instead of selling a cold prospect, let's share content. Let's create really yeah. great content, whether it's video natively on Facebook, whether it's blog posts, and let's drive traffic to the content and let's build our brand. Let's build our authority in the space and then we can sell to people. Yeah. It's a lot easier to sell to somebody once they're familiar with their brand and they're aware of it than it is to just take somebody cold off Facebook and say, hey, go buy my widget for 30 bucks and here's an ad. Um, so it's, it's got to be about community. It's got to be about content. And there's got to be a long-term play for like maximizing profits. Yeah. Start to wrap things up with a bit of our alpha round. So, I mean, I'd like to kick that off with a quote that Zyber has been one that's always – you've always liked or is what's a kind of a quote that you almost live your life by on a daily basis? One of my favorites is, is from Mark Zuckerberg and it's move fast and break things. Um, <laughs> it's a, such a true quote if you're running a startup, because what happens is like, if you're a startup CEO, more likely than not, you're kind of a perfectionist yeah. and you're a type person. And the problem with that is if you're a perfectionist, you never ship anything right? Like you just get caught up in this world of, I need to add this feature and this bell and this whistle for version 1.0. Yeah. And you don't get a product to market and you either run out of money because your burn rate's too high as a venture back startup. Somebody beats you to market or you just, you know, you miss trends and you just run, you know, you just close up shop anyway. So, you know, we like to find like the minimum viable product. What's the best possible product that we can get to market that does, you know, that we can do in the least amount of work, least amount of time. So it gets the job done, it accomplishes and solves a problem we need solved, but it doesn't need to have all the bells and whistles to start. We can always update it, we can always add new versions to it, but you need to get something to market. And so that quote, I mean, that's Facebook's motto. Like that's how yeah. we built Facebook is, we're gonna launch things, they're probably gonna have bugs, they're gonna break. Yeah. Five steps forward, two steps back, and keep moving forward. What's one of your all-time favorite books? And again, if it could be maybe two, if that experience of mine could be a quite, uh, one, linked to your industry now or just a, a general book that's really you found useful? Sure. I would say so like Flash Boys is probably one of my favorite um, favorite book. It's about high frequency trading. So I'm a big like I, I like trading stocks yeah. and I have a lot of friends in the finance world. And so like high frequency trading is just a whole it's a it's a whole nother animal in terms of what's happened with the stock market yeah. of just like very, very advanced algorithms that can do trades faster than humans can. And it, it's, yeah, it, it's crazy. Cool. The whole story of, I mean, you have these high frequency trading companies that are basically like spending extra few million dollars a month to move their servers, like one foot closer to the, you know, the fiber to where it opens up into a warehouse in North Jersey. Yeah. Um, so the, the flash boys is a really, really good book. Um, you know, I would say like anything Malcolm Gladwell has written, all his books are great. Yeah. Um, so like tipping point outliers are both like some of my favorite books. Um, I also like, uh, I'm a big history buff. So I love like world war two history. It's one of my favorite subject matters. Yeah. Um, so there's, um, I'm trying to blank on the name of it. It might be called D day. 
um, but it's basically about Normandy and yeah. the entire invasion of, of Normandy. Granddad was uh, involved in that, yeah, and he, he's still around. And yeah, the, he got caught because yeah, it went completely wrong. He, he was, yeah, a bridge too far type thing. <laughs> he was, uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's an incredible story. Like literally every single thing went wrong. The only reason it worked is because of that elaborate ploy we had to like fake where we were invading. If we didn't <laughs> yeah. have that, it probably would have ended very differently. I suppose almost think like click funnels could be it, but I mean, what would you say is a really useful resource that you use potentially? And it doesn't have to be purely around, you know, the digital click funnel style. Productivity standpoint, Slack is like my favorite. I mean, we've been using Slack for a very long time. Um, probably one of the like earlier users of Slack before now it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, but it's just like a game changer for like team communication. And then, um, in terms of like a, a cool tip and tool as well. So we're, we're doing a lot of stuff right now with messenger bots and, and chat bots on Facebook. Yeah. And we're seeing a ton of success with that. Um, I, I think what people don't realize is anytime somebody messages your page on Facebook as a brand, you can subscribe them into a, a, channel that you could broadcast to for free yeah. wow. so it's not natively done in facebook but there's a lot of tools out there we use a tool called ManyChat, um, m-a-n-y-c-h-a-t and ManyChat allows us to build out full automation sequences just like you would in infusionsoft or aweb wow. to follow up with we can direct like we're running ads so for we own a website democrats for 2020.com we play both sides of the politics and the dems for 2020 site we have an ad running that's, we send people a Trump joke a day, a joke about Trump every day. Yeah. <laughs> and we do it through a chat bot. So we run an ad that directs people right to opening up a, a chat sequence with our bot that gives them jokes every day automatically. And like our cost per lead or subscriber yeah. is insanely low compared to what you're paying. Per that is genius. Ad. Yeah. The next year or so, that's going to be one of the hottest areas for digital marketing is chat bots. And yeah. Who do you think? would be a great interview for Awaken Your Alpha podcast uh, from your network and also maybe from outside your network where you think, actually, I would, I would tune into the podcast if they were interviewed. And I have to sort of preempt pre this question and ask, I'm sure you get asked this a lot because of the link. How and how can, and I'm not even going to straight, what would I have to do in terms to build the relationship that Kevin Harrington would uh, be able to come on this? And because uh, I wouldn't want to obviously abuse your relationship with him because I'm sure you get asked this question a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ke Kevin's great. I mean, Kevin is by far one of the most like, down to earth and giving people like, I've ever had the pleasure of working with. You know, he'll sit and talk. Like we were at 10X Grant Cardone's event and he had to leave for a flight and people get coming up with pictures and pictures and pictures yeah. and literally just stay like even though he needed to go. <laughs> um, and he's, he's a very giving guy and you know, he, he likes to be on a lot of different podcasts. He likes to do, you know, lots of shows because he gets to, you know, speak to a lot of people. Um, so I will uh, definitely, um, you know, talk to him about that. Cause I think this would be a great, a great podcast for him to be on. Oh, awesome. And, I appreciate that. So I, I can definitely help arrange that, um, uh, without a doubt. Um, in terms of like good, good guests to, from, from my network to get on the show, Oh, there's so many. I mean, that's the problem. With Who do you think in your head when you think alpha or waking your alpha from, like you say, you've got too many to pick from. Who do you think that's the one? Alex Moscow, who I've um, been, we've been talking together for, for a while now since the event. Yeah. And he runs a really, really successful mastermind on, you know, leadership and sales training. And he's helping me probably like value myself. Yeah. Um, Cause I have a hard time like, selling and, and asking people to give me money for my time. It's very awkward. And he's helping me with that. And I'm helping with digital marketing. 
Awesome. Um, the thing about Alex is, you know, he has a, um, you know, uh, Tourette's and he had issues when he was a kid. He got bullied a lot and he has a, a tick that he kind of twitches. Um, but he's so confident when he gets up and speaks. Yeah. It's perfect. It's, you wouldn't know he has any, any issue at all. And um, like he, his story is so inspiring about his childhood and dealing with that and where he is today. Um, Alex would be great. And then there's, there's uh, two brothers that I've been working with that have a really, really cool B Corp in Miami called Thanks. It's thx.co. Okay. And um, they have this incredible business where basically they're, they're, you can go to their site and you can buy any of the products, these handmade candles that are made by special needs adults. They have handcrafted soaps, all these incredible products. And you basically, you buy them at cost. And then the, the profit that normally the retailer would make, yeah. you can give to any of the 1.8 million non registered nonprofits in America. And it's this really cool model where it allows you to get really high quality products at cost. So you save money, yeah. but then you also get to, give money to a genuine cause um and they're super inspiring and and when they kind of reached out to me a few you know six months ago and told me their story i was like i got to help these i got to be involved with them yeah. some, um, Whoa. it's very yeah. rare to find young entrepreneurs that get right into that space usually it's like you know once you made a lot of money yeah and you're comfortable then you jump into the nonprofit or b corp space what would you say is one of your sort of if not daily very close to daily alpha habits or if you don't do it you have a you you know you have a, a, a worse day than you could have had potentially something that you like to do well i would say so an alpha habit that's probably a bad habit of mine is, is caffeine that that's like i get better about <laughs> getting my caffeine intake it's it's really bad um i gotta try to cut down to like one coffee a day no energy drinks because it's like 12 40 and i'm already drinking i'm gonna say i see i see you drinking that I t well i tell you one way to go there but yeah obviously if, if you go cold turkey you will have like horrible headaches and it'll be painful for a good you know three four five days but i will say once you've gone cold turkey for a little bit then when you come back into it like then it's it's the kind of the field is set that you can easily you know one a day would be kind of like woohoo but it's yeah. kind of trying to cut down it's, i'm a coffee monster i love good coffee and um, so I, I i went i've been cold turkey for a, a month or so and most of the, the at least the first two three weeks i'm just dreaming of that coffee and then the most frustrating thing when it comes around, you think, right, you kind of lost the craving and it's really disappointing. <laughs> but the reality is then you kind of just do it if you want to. And then it, you can, you know, you can quite easily get by, by, by on sort of one a day if that. It's, it's tough, man. Yeah. <laughs> I went to um, an event. It was in uh, San Diego and the sponsor, this was probably one of my favorite things, but the sponsor was Bulletproof Coffee. So every break... <laughs> they had this like awesome coffee and it, and it wasn't like you had to go and try and get another song, but they were like actively like propping everyone up, but it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Ball great. That, that's, a, that's a great company. Cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that, and I'm, I'm actually trying to get better about um, like deep breathing and some of like the techniques I learned at that event actually. And it was really, really helpful. And I always saw it was kind of BS, like the whole mm. like meditation and deep mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And it had a big impact. And so I try yeah. to do more, more of that. Yeah. What is your favorite movie of all time and why? I, I watch way too much TV movies. Um, so it's, I think I've seen every movie that's ever come out. Um, <laughs> but 
it's it's bad when you open Netflix and like HBO Go and like all I have all the apps and you literally can't find something to watch. <laughs> well, I, I've got kids and I've still I movies. I don't watch my TV, but movies. I just love a movie and so like, I just come back from a bit, little bit of traveling. So my Sunday was literally the flight was eight hours in the day, and so I watched like three movies back to back. <laughs> just like, I love a movie. I was doing a little bit of work between them. But yeah. it was that yeah. was my thing. Catch up. So, what what I mean, springs to mind? What's your go to? <laughs> I'm I'm such a like a superhero, but like like DC yeah. comics and stuff. Yeah. Like the the original Christopher Nolan Batman, like Batman Begins, probably one of my my favorites. That whole yeah. trilogy is just like it was it was so good. Um, yeah. like, I could watch that like time after time. I mean. Christopher Nolan, like most of the stuff he does, I can like Inception, like I can watch. Oh, Inception, jeez, oh, that's so good. And in closing, what does "Awaken Your Alpha" mean to you? It's a good one. You know, I would I would say it has to do with like being able to identify, like deep down, what that thing that that intangible thing that you were meant to do in this world is. And I don't think a lot of people are fortunate enough to ever identify what that is. I think everybody has a purpose or something that is unique and special about everybody that, that they're put on this world to do. And it could take a year. It could take 50 years. It could take a day to figure out what that is. Some people identify that really quickly. I think some people it takes their entire life to figure that out, but like understanding what that is and being able to, to harness that and bring that to, to fruition and then for me, I mean, success is like, I, I don't think success has anything to do with mon- financials or monetary. I think that's what we've kind of yeah. put a benchmark on it because we can measure money. Um, for me, it's impact. It's, you know, how many people have you impacted positively? Like that, that other people that can say like their life is better or improved in some way because of something that you did for them. Um, and lately that's been like my gauge of success yeah. how many people can i help and how much can i help them um and give and that's why we talked about education at the beginning it's yeah. like that's a big impact and that's something i think throughout my life i'd like to like you know when i'm 150 years old so i'm sure by the time we're that age i'll be like cybernetics and we'll be all living to like 200 and be terrible <laughs> i can look back and say like you know th- there's something that was put into place in the education system and now kids come out of school with a better understanding of of entrepreneurship and that they don't have to be on this predefined path. They can take risks. They can try things. And the best time to try things is in college, like right out of college. Yeah. Every, every year that goes by, it gets harder and harder to do that. It's been an absolute pleasure today. What's the best way people can connect if they want to find out more about you? Sure. So I'm actually, I'll, I'll send you, um, we have this really cool uh, funnel that I, I built just to give people their actual, the actual funnel that we use for our Trump yeah. campaign on Facebook plus a video. It's like a freebie. Cool. Um, so I like to give that to everybody that, that wants it. Um, you know, I'd say quantummedia.co is our, our website and quantum yeah. ventures is our venture site. Um, and then just, you know, you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com. It's Maxwell Finn. Um, or email me at max at quantummedia.co. Um, cool. uh, yeah, we'll put all the links in the show notes. For, you need anything, don't be a stranger, especially, you know, with that, um, the education stuff. That's, as I say, that's my background. I'd love to help and, you know, do trainings and speak at schools and help out. That'd be, that'd yeah. be awesome if I can add value, but thanks so much. This was a pleasure. So we'll definitely be in touch and let's, uh, let's talk about getting Kevin on the show as well. Awesome. <laughs> Cheers. Awesome, man. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. 
as usual, please do head over to ayalpha.com to connect with the show, connect with me, and really get all the exclusive stuff and what it's all about. Do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back.